thank you for joining us for our podcast today, Coffee with Kathy or Coffee with Pastor Kathy. I'm delighted to be drinking from one of my favorite cups. On the sides, there's a message that says, a smile is the prettiest thing you can wear. And especially during this pandemic, it's wonderful to see people smile and have a bit of joy in their life. So today I'm, I'm thrilled to welcome one of our church members, Colin Thompson, who's been uh, a member since 2018. He's been attending our church since 2016. Um, Colin was one of our speakers last year for Laity Sunday. He's on our day school committee, and he's one of the leaders for our small groups, which we've only formed about four weeks ago when we started trying to make sure that our members are connected to one another. So Colin, welcome. Thank you for being with us. And would you tell us a little bit about the cup you're drinking from today? Thank you for having me, Pastor Kathy. I appreciate the opportunity to share more about my experience uh, at Park Avenue Methodist. And this uh, morning, I am drinking from a New York City cup. I spent a lot of time this, uh, this morning picking a cup to drink from because I actually collect cups when I travel. And I landed on this one because I want to represent New York City right now. I think the way our cities came together the last you know, couple of weeks, six weeks in this uh, epidemic has been outstanding. And it makes me so proud to be a New Yorker. So I wanted to represent, represent our city this morning. Thanks, Colin. And can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, were you uh, United Methodist growing up? Uh, how did you get to New York City and to Park Avenue? So it was actually uh, when I first started attending church, I went to my mother's Baptist church. My father's family was Methodist, and I eventually worked my way into the Methodist church. Uh, but it was a very small Methodist church. I grew up in rural East Tennessee, about 80 members uh, regularly attend on the, any given Sunday morning at the church I grew up in. And when I graduated from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, I spent about two years living in East Africa uh, working. I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life, and that sounded like a great place to figure it out. And when I returned to the United States, I knew that I always wanted to live in New York City. I couldn't think of a place that was more different than where I grew up, and I wanted something new and challenging and exciting. And so I landed here in Manhattan, and I think the first weekend I was in New York City, I Googled, um, you know, Methodist churches near me and found Park Avenue Methodist Church and walked in the next Sunday morning and absolutely felt this, you know, the spirit and the power of, of our church. And I've been attending since and, you know, has, it has grounded me and given me, given me a sense of normalcy in what can be very, a very chaotic life in New York City, having that root and foundation from, from my culture back home uh, as an integral part of my life here is so important to me. So that's how I ended up where I am. One of the things that people talk a lot about is our diversity, and they're often surprised by that, even in New York City. Uh, we really say and we really mean that all people are welcome. And that's something that's been important to us as a church, certainly to me as the pastor and to our leadership. Can you tell us a little bit about how you find our diversity and how that speaks to you and your faith? Well, I will candidly share a conversation that you and I had before uh, I joined the church about Park Avenue Methodist Church's commitment to LGBTQ inclusiveness. And that is something that is extremely important to me as an openly gay man that I find a place that not only, uh, you know, as a place that I can worship, but worship openly as just who I am. And I, you know, had a feeling what the answer was going to be, but it, but it obviously was 
that Park Avenue Methodist Church is committed to LGBTQ inclusiveness and has, you know, has been proven time and time again, obviously. And one of the proudest moments of my time as a member of this church was walking, I actually walk by our church every morning going to work because I take the, take the train right there at Lexington and seeing the, the LGBTQ pride flag being, you know, displayed prominently on the front of our church was to me the single most proud, you know, the proudest I've been of our church since I've been a member there and just how it truly is a body that welcomes all children of God uh, to worship as one family at an open table. And I could not feel more comfortable worshiping in our sanctuary with other brothers and sisters of Christ who are uh, from all walks of life from, you know, I think we have something like 40 nationalities represented and the, the different languages that are spoken and the diversity among, amongst the families and the, the couples and, and the children who are represented in our churches. You know, it's absolutely, truly uh, beautiful to see on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Our church has had a long history of that, but it's certainly something to be proud of and, um, and to not take for granted, to not take for granted. So you're a teacher. I am. I'm a middle school history teacher yeah. in the South Bronx. So tell us about your children, your students, and, and what it's like to teach during a pandemic and what your experience of, of them during this time and what they're going through and how they're responding to you and to everything. It has been the most challenging part of my career thus far. Um, you know, I, I've, I've ran the full gamut of emotions during this pandemic about work and personal life and, and everything in between, uh, you know, the first week it happened, I was really excited. I was like, this is amazing. I can work from home. I can teach in my pajamas. This is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to, to me. And as it's going on, you know, I'm really missing the children and the children are really missing the school. And, you know, it's important and, and people know this, but it's important to, to remember that our school offers more than just education for kids. We are a safe refuge for people, uh, for students who come into our building every day to get so it's, we're the only meals that they are provided sometimes, you know, and the only kind words they hear in their life come from a teacher and the only embrace of a, you know, a hug they may receive is from a teacher. And that is the aspect that's missing right now. We're doing our best to provide an education through the platform Zoom and still provide, you know, materials and assessments and, and you know, supplementing where we can um, the educational component of it. But it's that social aspect that I know my students are missing and, and quite frankly that I'm missing too. I love all of my students dearly and I sent a, you know, a, a message out to the parents the other night and said, I would trade every single, Mr. Thompson, can I have a pencil? Mr. Thompson, can you open my milk? Question that I get to be able to be back in the classroom with them. You know, all of those things that um, seemed really important a couple of weeks ago when we were in the classroom are not important now. And just being back in that physical space is something that, that I'm really longing for and I'm, I'm really, really missing right now. But our children are resilient. They're absolutely phenomenal and they are, they're doing their part. They're logging onto their Zoom classes. They're doing their assignments. They want to succeed and um, I'm so fortunate to be their teacher. That's great, that's great. And how are you integrating your faith into, into your work on a regular basis? Because we don't leave our faith behind. We bring what we believe wherever we are. So how are you finding that? My grandmother, who I mentioned during Laity Sunday, she has played such an important role in my faith 
as a Christian, she would take me to the city park when I was a child and we would set up empty cans on uh, the bleachers and the pavilion at the park. And I would preach and sing to those cans and the wind would come through and blow them over. And I'd say, oh, they're getting happy, Nanny. You know, they're really excited. She was, she's a devout Southern Baptist. So she was, she's really, she was really into that. And um, I, you know, but she would always, she's always said to me that you can show it better than you can say it. And I think, you know, oftentimes I serve a very diverse student population. I have Jewish students and Muslim students and students who practice no faith at all. But showing the love of Christ, showing uh, peace and acceptance and uh, care is something that I can do and use my faith and my work without having to say it. And I think being that example of, of, of love and peace and acceptance for them um, goes far beyond anything that I could ever actually say to them with words. That's great. They're so lucky to have you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And as a leader. And I've watched how you have taken on this small group. I've watched your passion and your energy that you bring to the people in your group. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and, and what that's been like? Well, it's much, much to your credit, and, and people watching may not know what, what's happening. You know, we have, Pastor Kathy, um, you have created these small groups for members of the church to connect during the time that we're out of the physical space of the church. And I think the pairing has been absolutely phenomenal. My group has hit it off really, really well. We have uh, 11 members. A couple have, you know, hectic lives right now and aren't able to join, but we've consistently had our nine members who come together every Thursday evening to discuss life. I mean, this is not a, we are not, I mean, we open with a prayer, we end with a prayer, but, you know, as we've all said, we're not going to fill your role ever as our, as our, <laughs> as our minister. So we get to get, and it's nice. It's nice just to connect. We're all going through the same thing. We all live here in New York City. And this is a defining moment in our lives, personally, in our city, in our church, in our world. And to, you know, have a conversation once a week with someone who is experiencing the same things that we are. It's, it's difficult because my family back home in Tennessee are experiencing this academic in a slightly different way. It hasn't hit East Tennessee like it's hitting New York City. So to be able to talk to other people who are experiencing the same way that I am is, is phenomenal. And I've made friendships in the church. You know, I see faces on Sunday morning that I may have never connected with, may have never had the opportunity to speak with, uh, but now we're getting to connect with each other. And I think it's easier to pray for someone and be empathetic for someone you actually know. You know, it's like I can put myself in their shoes because I know this person now. I know their families. I know their stories. I've, I've had this opportunity to learn who they are, and it's going to bind us together as a church body even closer because we know each other now in a different level. And I'm so excited for what that does once we're back in that physical space at the church. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think it's so easy to come in and be inspired or whatever and then go out, right? Some people uh, come to coffee hour for a little while, but it's really easy to just not ever get to know people. And the commandment is for us to love one another. And sometimes that's pretty hard to do until you, you know what people like or you know what people are going through and how to pray for them and all of that. So I'm excited about the work of these small groups. And I agree, I think it's gonna make our church even stronger when we get back together. 
as I mentioned to you, I grew up in a very small church and in a small community where everybody knows everyone, everybody is intimately familiar with your business, the good and bad. And, you know, I, but New York City is different in that way. You know, often we come in, uh, I'm as guilty as anyone coming in, I worship, I leave, you know, I don't really communicate with anyone else in the service because that's just the transient and, and, and chaotic lifestyle that we live here sometimes. But having that opportunity now, so when I go in, the next time we're in that physical space at, at Park Avenue. And now I know Brandon and I know Joseph and I know Mary George and I know these people that I've spent weeks maybe talking to through a computer, but now I know their story. And when we sing, when we pass the piece, when we sing with each other, read the scriptures together, it's going to be just that much more meaningful to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're in the Easter season and we talk a lot about new life and certainly this life that we're experiencing in this moment has changed all of our lives. And in a real way, I think none of us will ever go back and be the same. What are you learning about Colin during this time? That is a deep question. I, as I mentioned in, in Lady Sunday, and I think it's really, and I mentioned that when I have the opportunity, I suffer from anxiety and depression. And I think that's really important to talk about. I, a couple of years ago, took, sabbatical and took some time off and I kept a blog writing about it because I think a lot of people need to see a face to anxiety and depression and know that it lives in various forms and different people. And this is the most time I've ever had to spend with myself in my life. You know, I, um, I grew up as an only child, but I saw my parents around and then I went to college and I had a roommate and I live alone here now, but I am typically surrounded by people all day long and I, I come home just, you know, to my apartment alone in the evening. But I am in my apartment all day, every day by myself and have a lot of time to reflect on, on who I am and what I want. And it's been a really interesting experience and not, not bad, not good, but I am uh, learning what I want and need in life. And I think, um, as you mentioned, once this is over and we go back to some sort of normalcy, hopefully, but taking very key parts of this with us as we move forward. I'm excited about applying these lessons that I'm learning right now um, to be a better teacher, to be a better friend, to check in on people. I've reconnected with people who I haven't talked to in, in years and being a better, um, letting my feelings be known to those who I care about. Um, because I think, you know, it's, I would hate, um, one thing that I've really worried about is being here in New York city in the middle of this epidemic that, you know, I traveling back home, if something were, were to happen to family and friends back in Tennessee, how would I get home or, or whatever it be? And just let my feelings known. This is something I'm, I'm going to take forward in this, like if, uh, to express love and gratitude and thankfulness in ways that I haven't been doing in the past. I was going to ask you how your faith is holding up, but it seems like your faith is intact, perhaps with some of the doubts that we all are feeling and some of the anxieties and fears, but nonetheless, um, are you learning something new about God or faith or the importance of it? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I've, I've always said I lived, as I mentioned earlier in this in Tanzania for a couple of years, and I had the incredible opportunity to go to uh, the Serengeti on safari a few times. And I always make the comparison that I feel closer to God in the Serengeti watching the sunrise than I do in a church building. And I find God in so many places in my life that are not the traditional places we expect to find him. 
and I have found God a lot in my friends the last six weeks. Um, you know, for example, I, we had a Zoom conference meeting, hang out with some friends in California who I used to teach with when I lived just out of San Francisco, and I haven't seen them in four years. And it, this has been a time where we can reconnect for whatever reason, this time period, everybody's wanting to connect and reconnect via Zoom or, um, and it's been beautiful. And I've, I've talked to friends who I, I haven't seen or talked to in years. And I, I'm finding God in that, in that human connection, because he put us together at some point in my life for a purpose. And now we are reconnecting during this time period. And uh, my faith is, is as strong as it's, as it's ever been, I think right now, I have faith and hope that this will end and we're going to be better and stronger for it. And um, I'm very optimistic. Colin, I'm feeling led to pray for you. Is that okay? Absolutely. I would appreciate that. So let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for Colin and for his giftedness, his honesty, his willingness to be transparent, for the light that shines within him, and for his love of you. Thank you for the ways that he continues to seek after you and to see you in all that he does. You are everywhere. We pray for his students and for children everywhere that they will be held closely and loved by teachers and parents and siblings and friends, especially during this time when there's so much anxiety and tension, that children will be able to grow and thrive, that they too will be able to see your love pray for the way ahead that you will lead us and guide us all. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again. God bless you. We'll hope to see you again soon. Yes, thank you for having me, Pastor Kathy. Thank you, Colin. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Coffee with Kathy. This podcast is brought to you by Park Avenue United Methodist Church. Follow us on social media at PAUMCNYC. You can also support our ministries by donating at PAUMCNYC.org slash give. We hope you've enjoyed this coffee with Kathy. Until next time.